It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Wednesdays are usually an opponent primer here on Locked On Dolphins, but we are priming all of Week 18 from a lot of different angles, a lot of different storylines for Miami and across the NFL. We're focused on them all here today on Locked On Dolphins. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of Locked On NFL Scouting. You can find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Tip of the cap to our every dares because it is your team every day. We don't just say it, we live it here on the Locked On Network. Today's episode of Locked On Dolphins is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. We got a ton of different angles that we are going to tackle on today's show. We get three downs, first, second, and third and goal. And we are going to have the opportunity to spend each down focused on something a little different here in this 30-minute show uh, in regards to Week 18 starting with playoff scenarios, because why not? And not just Miami, whose objective is very simple. Win and you're the two, or lose and you're the six, and you go to Kansas City. There's a lot of different storylines at play for. If Miami wins, who would they play? We'll know it all before they play the game on Sunday night, but we want to make sure that we cover all of these scenarios as well moving forward. First and goal here, uh, playoff scenarios. So the what I have done, the first thing I'd like to do is I have picked, besides the Dolphins game, which we know is very – a straightforward and cut and dry for Miami. The Dolphins win. They are the two. They win the AFC East. They're 12 and five. They lose their 11 and six. They lose a head to head tiebreaker with Buffalo. They become the six seed and have to go to Arrowhead because the Kansas City Chiefs have clinched the three seed in the AFC playoffs uh, because they would have head to head tiebreakers over the uh, 10 and seven AFC South champion if Kansas City were to lose their game uh, against the LA Chargers with Easton Stick playing quarterback in week 18. So Miami's perspective, what seed you get is very straightforward, but I have picked all the other games. And you could take this for a grain of salt. I'm hitting about 65% on the season on lockdown NFL scouting for picking the games just straight up this season. So two out of every three on average, this is probably going to be right. But week 18 is always weird. Uh, there's a team that plays spoiler. There's a team that doesn't have anything to play for that sits their starters, uh, creates a lot of chaos. Uh, but going through the list, of games, what I'd like to do is share with you where my picks are outside of Bills and Dolphins and what that would set the stage for for Sunday Night Football and what that would mean for Miami from a playoff seeding perspective. I do think the New England Patriots at home lose or beat the New York Jets. I don't think there's any way Bill Belichick and potentially his last game uh, loses to the Jets after beating them 20 billion times in a row. Uh, I do think Pittsburgh, who plays Baltimore on Saturday, I think the Steelers win this game. I think Baltimore really banged up at corner 
as we saw uh, a couple of corners go down for Baltimore against Miami. Not that it made a difference in that game with how the game script unfolded. That's a story for another day. Uh, and that day's not today. Thankfully, don't want to talk about that game any more than we have to. I think Pittsburgh kind of upstart opportunity to make the playoffs. I, I think they'll win that game against Baltimore, who obviously has a bye. They'll probably play their starters for a portion of the game, but be conservative with them down the stretch. And I think Pittsburgh has found their run game and has found enough in the passing game where I think they can sneak out that win against Baltimore's backup players. Um, Cleveland locked in as the five, and they do not have uh, a bye coming next week like the Ravens do. So I think they'll sit probably key players. They're a team that's super banged up. So I think the Bengals beat the Browns. I think the Texans and Colts, who play on Saturday as well, I think the Texans win that football game. I just trust C.J. Stroud, even though he's a rookie, uh, on the road. Uh, I think there's more ceiling with that Texans team. Um, kind of a coin toss game, but I do think the Texans win. I think Jacksonville beats the Titans. Uh, Jacksonville's in a win and clinch the AFC South scenario to get the four seed. I think Kansas City wins uh, against the Chargers. Uh, no matter who ends up playing for Kansas City or who doesn't play. And then I think the Broncos beat the Raiders, um, although that's um, that's a Jarrett Stidham revenge game. I could see that game breaking either way, but it doesn't really impact the seedings. So that would set the stage for Buffalo winning and being the two or losing and be out of the playoffs. I think that's the most probable outcome. Uh, but what would that do for seeding purposes for Miami's sake if they won the game? Uh, the seventh seed would be the Pittsburgh Steelers. So you would host Pittsburgh in this scenario. And then the sixth would be the Texans, who as a wild card would lose the head-to-head -head tiebreaker against Jacksonville, who'd be the four. Uh, that would set a playoff run up where Miami plays Pittsburgh. I, I think Cleveland has a really good chance of beating Jacksonville. And then Kansas City, Houston, who knows? If Houston wins that game, uh, that would set a, a really attractive matchup up with Miami playing a wild card team in the second round, but there's layers to this, right? Um, playoff scenario, NFLPlayoffScenarios.com is a really helpful tool for this uh, because it says AFC seed scenarios by seed. So depending on who you want to play, do you want to try to play the Buffalo Bills twice in two weeks if you win the game? Uh, you know if you lose, you're playing Kansas City. There's nothing else there. Buffalo can achieve this. If you want to avoid Buffalo, in the in the wild card round, assuming the Dolphins win the game on Sunday, it's a big assumption. It's a tough task, and we'll talk more about that with the crossover Thursday tomorrow with with Lockdown Bills. Uh, Buffalo would obtain the sixth seed with a Bills loss and a Jacksonville loss slash tie and Steelers loss or tie, or a Buffalo loss, a Houston tie, and a Steelers loss. So Pittsburgh losing the the first check for Buffalo not being the seven, you have to have Pittsburgh lose. If you're saying Miami's going to win, they're going to win the division, who's going to be your wild card matchup? If you'd rather uh, play Buffalo, then Jacksonville wins. I think I, I picked that to happen. Houston or Indy win, that's guaranteed to happen. And then you would have Pittsburgh lose to Baltimore. That's Buffalo's first class ticket. Uh, to, to landing in that spot. Now, Buffalo would also obtain the seven with a Jacksonville loss against Tennessee. That would put them into a wild card. Obviously, one of Houston or Indy would win. That would put them in front of Jacksonville, so it would put Jacksonville in the wild card. And a Pittsburgh win. You need the Pittsburgh win to pull in the multi-team tiebreakers to get Buffalo into that spot. 
if you hope to play the Colts, there are two scenarios in which the Colts would obtain the seven seed, assuming the Dolphins win on Sunday Night Football. A Colts win, a Jaguars win, and a Bills win. So that doesn't help you because that means the Bills are playing the Colts. The Colts tie, the Jaguars win, and the Steelers lose. Gets you to the seven. Probably not going to happen. I doubt you're going to see a Texans-Colts tie with a playoff spot on the line. Jacksonville. Jacksonville lost, Pittsburgh loss, Houston or Indy loss, and then a Broncos loss or tie would put Jacksonville in the seven seed. Houston obtains the seven with a Houston win, a Jaguars win, and a Bills win or tie. The, the tie would be the only way in which Miami would play uh, Houston. So from a probability standpoint, your most likely scenario is Buffalo because they are in a standalone, and then Pittsburgh are your two most probable seven seed draws. Uh, so if you're hoping to see Buffalo uh, avoid the Dolphins in the first round, you're looking for Buffalo to either get the six or you're looking for Buffalo to get bumped out altogether. That will be dependent on what happens in the Pittsburgh game. So the good news is the very first game they play on Saturday, you'll get that clarity to know where exactly uh, the landscape stands. And then, of course, they'll play the Jacksonville game on 1 p.m. on Sunday, and you'll know very well where things stand. As a standalone last game, you're going to know exactly how the chips fell and, and what that means as far as scenarios moving forward from there. Now, we're going to talk 2024 a little bit, too, believe it or not. It's, it's important because where the Dolphins finish in the AFC East standings will dictate three opponents on the schedule for 2024. That is our next focus here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins, so stick with us. If you are spontaneously thinking about popping down to the Rock uh, for the game, the AFC East Championship game, uh, just know that Game Time has you covered. It's the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. You can see the seats and the views from your seat before you buy. You get all in prices up front, so there's no surprises when you go to check out. And you can buy tickets in just a few seconds with a few taps on your phone. Game Time is obsessed with finding you ways to save money on your tickets. They have flash deals and sponsor deals for tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. And with zone deals, you pick the section, and Game Time will pick the seats for an additional savings on your tickets. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On. For $20 off your first purchase, terms do apply. Create an account, redeem code LOCKED ON for $20 off. Download game time today for last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, 
dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Second down here, second and goal, Locked On Dolphins. Look ahead to 2024. What is at stake for Miami with this game for not just this year and their playoff implications, but for the following season and the schedule and the opponents that the Dolphins will draw as a result of Sunday's game? Much of the schedule is set. Uh, for Miami, the, the Dolphins are going to play the NFC West. That is guaranteed to happen. Uh, they're scheduled to play the Rams in California. They're scheduled to play uh, the Seahawks in Seattle. They're scheduled to play Arizona and San Francisco at home. They're also scheduled to play the uh, AFC South in its entirety. So Tennessee, again. Hope we get some... Uh, Good karma off that game, given how the, the results of this year's game have really cost the Dolphins dearly, or, or potentially cost Dolphins dearly, right? If the Dolphins win on Sunday, then the Week 18 game, or the the, the Monday Night Football game against Tennessee is, is really inconsequential in the grand scheme of things, because you'd still have lost the head-to-head with Baltimore anyway. So go take care of business and win on Sunday, uh, so that we don't have to harbor all of this ill will towards Tennessee for the next... Uh, However, however many months until they play the game. And then you get Houston and Indianapolis on the road. You obviously have your AFC East opponents. That's six games. Plus the NFC West is 10, plus the AFC South is 14. You have three opponents left on the schedule, and they are to be determined. And the way that NFL scheduling works, those opponents are dictated by the team that finishes in the same place in the division as you from the previous season in the other two divisions within your conference and one rotational division on the other side of the fence in the NFC. Those teams this year, so you have obviously AFC North and AFC West, first or second place team, depending on whether the Dolphins finish in first or second place. And then you also have the NFC North team that is scheduled to be a road game. So you're talking Detroit or Green Bay are in play. Uh, for the Dolphins, if Green Bay, however, were to lose and they play Chicago and Minnesota were to beat the Lions, that would put Minnesota in the two spot. So your a- NFC North opponent, you have three possible combinations depending on iterations. If you win, it's Detroit. If you lose, it could be Minnesota or it could be Green Bay. So there's a storyline there that'll be really fascinating to watch unfold. And we, again, will know all of these implications by the time Sunday Night Football kicks off. From an AFC divisional perspective, uh, you're going to get the Browns regardless if you finish in second, and you're going to get the Ravens regardless if you finish in first. And then from the West perspective, uh, there is a storyline to watch with that Broncos and Raiders game because if the Raiders win they will finish in second place in the AFC West. So if they win that game, you would know the Dolphins would play the Raiders as compared to if uh, the the Broncos win. If the Dolphins were to lose on Sunday night, you would play the Broncos instead. So two of your spots 
you have three of the four teams viable going into week 18 for 2024 opponents. If the Dolphins were to win, that full draw would be Baltimore, Kansas City, and Detroit. If the Dolphins were to lose, it would be Cleveland, locked, either Denver or, or Las Vegas, and then either Green Bay or Minnesota. Try not to put too much or read too much into it as far as the um, the degree of difficulty. Obviously, the Dolphins came into this season in 2023 with what was ranked as the NFL's second hardest strength of schedule based off of the 2022 games. And now, of course, we're here at the end of the rainbow and the Dolphins at 11 and 5. And all anybody can talk about that's not a Dolphins fan and some Dolphins fans, too, that the Dolphins couldn't beat any good teams and their record is what it is because they played a bunch of bad teams. So here's your sign. Um, you'd certainly like to play the first place schedule because that means you took first place in the division and you would have won 12 games and given yourself the two seed and an opportunity to play a couple road play or home playoff games and let the chips fall where they may, you know, you're going to get into the division and there's, there's you're at this weird intersection where teams are going to line up and play and Miami lined up and played last week and they got their tails kicked and then they lost a few players in the process. What happens if a team plays this week and loses a, a key player like Miami did last week? You know, it kind of changes the perspective of of what the, the playoff race would look like. So um, Miami obviously wanting to maximize this opportunity, and there's a whole other conversation about defining a success or a failure of a season. Um, I think no matter what happens the rest of the way, I would define Miami's season as successful, although it could be disappointing and short of expectations. I think that's a really important distinguishment because uh, th there's a lot of talk right now, and that's all it is, is talk. But there's still a lot of talk that Miami has to win the division or win a playoff game or do both for this season to be a success. I think for it to meet and exceed expectations, that is true. Uh, but I think as far as a lot of the objectives beyond wins and losses in Miami, most wins they've had in a season, regardless since 2008, um, I would still classify as a successful season. The question of that is, uh, of course, whether it meets your expectations or not. And many of our expectations, I had the Dolphins pick to go 11 and six. I think the hard pill to swallow before we get into statistical significance here on third, third and goal. Um, this, the, the, in the moment you reached a certain stage of this schedule where you looked across the conference, you looked at the opportunity that you had, you looked at where the dolphins were and you realized, Hey, the whole thing's out there. And when you, realize in the moment that that is the case. And then you drop a game to Baltimore where you give up a ton of points, more points than you should have, but a ton of points regardless. And you incur a couple injuries that really changes the picture and landscape of your team. Uh, it, it's, it, it, we're asking a lot of hard questions right now. Understandably. So, um, and if it is a catalyst for an underwhelming and disappointing close to the season, I think it will make the hurt that much more. And I will be frustrated and I will be disappointed. But if I'm looking objectively, 
at the beginning of the season what the expectations were. Miami still has a chance to achieve all of that, even if that does not mean they they raise the trophy at the end of the dance. But in the season, you realized you had a bigger opportunity to do that than what you thought you did at the beginning of the year. And that's, I think, why there's there's a lot of sour taste right now for a lot of Dolphins fans across the space. And look, this is not over. Like I said, what happens if we play the game and the Dolphins win and they get a favorable bounce? What happens if, if Buffalo ends up as the six and they beat Kansas City and then they go to play Baltimore in the divisional round and Miami were to draw hypothetically uh, Pittsburgh. And if they win that game, they would draw the winner of Jags Browns. Like there, there's plenty that can still break Miami's way. And it starts with winning your game on Sunday night football, obviously a tall task. There's also some statistical stuff to keep an eye out for, including one major statistic. And we're going to get you covered there on third and goal here up next on Locked on Dolphins. So stick with us. The NFL regular season is all but wrapped up, but there's still a chance to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is super easy to use, and there are a ton of different ways to bet, like same-game parlays, finding bets with the new Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, which is the best way to find popular parlays, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to make your first bet a layup with FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Third and goal here on Locked On Dolphins, our last opportunity to punch this one into the end zone and make it a successful show. We have uh, some statistic significance of week 18, uh, some things to watch, and, and we are going to. Uh, cover one really neat tidbit that came courtesy of uh, Josh Dubow of the Associated Press here on Thurngle. Josh Dubow of the Associated Press wrote the story. I'm giving him credit here. I did not come up with this statistic on my own, but it is pretty sweet. The San Francisco 49ers have accomplished a rare feat this season. Uh, they were the sixth team ever to have four players eclipse 1,000 yards from scrimmage in the same season, courtesy of Christian McCaffrey with 2,000 yards from scrimmage, Brandon Oak, Debo Samuel, and George Kittle. Uh, they are, if you were to whittle that down to four players from scrimmage with 1,000 yards plus a 4,000-yard passer, they are the fourth team in NFL history to achieve that mark. The Miami Dolphins are on the cusp of being 
the fifth team in NFL history to have four players with 1,000 yards from scrimmage and a 4,000-yard passer. Obviously, Tua Tungvaloa leads the league in passing yardage with 4,451 yards this season. And then from a players with 1,000 scrimmage yards perspective, Tyree Kill uh, with 1,732. Raheem Mostert uh, is locked in uh, regardless of his availability after he did not dress last week. Uh, 1,187 yards from scrimmage. Jalen Waddle, courtesy of the 50-yard reception that he had uh, in the big play backed up against Dallas in the shadow of their own goalposts, went over 1,000 receiving yards on the season. He has a handful of rushing yards, 1,026 yards from scrimmage for Jalen Waddle. Uh, Devon Achan, in spite of missing six games to this point in the season and only starting three games, in spite of only having 119 touches, 936 yards from scrimmage. He needs 64 against the Bills for the Dolphins to be the fifth team in NFL history with four players with 1,000 yards from scrimmage and a 4,000-yard passer. Uh, Obviously, there's a, a lot to be optimistic and excited about from a Miami Dolphins offense perspective. Do not let anybody tell you that Mike McDaniel's seat should be hot. Please spare me. Um, and there's some off-season conversations about complementary players within the offense and, and the value of them and the opportunity cost of investing there when you have this kind of production from skill. We'll get into all that stuff eventually. But as things currently stand, um, that is the number one statistical quirk that is on my radar as it pertains to uh, the Miami Dolphins and where. Uh, this team has the potential to go. Uh, from a uh, historical perspective, there's there's also the uh, magnitude of, from a passing standpoint, uh, Dolphins single-season leaders in passing. Tua Tagovailoa is pretty darn high up on this list, and he will get his 17th start. And of course, it's worth acknowledging, all the other games came with 16 games on the schedule. I get it. But to a 16-game total is fourth in franchise history. Uh, the 4,451 yards uh, is fourth behind Dan Marino, 1994, with 4,453, or excuse me, 51. So Tua was 17 yards off that number. Uh, Tua, 4,451. Dan Marino, 4,453. So Tua was two yards of being third all-time in franchise history from a yardage perspective. That's what happens when you pull up pro football reference and the graph with the lines is all over the place. Uh, Dan Marino, 1986, 4,746 yards. That was the second highest total in franchise history. And then, of course, Dan Marino, 1984, 5,084 yards. So Tua with a 296-yard performance uh, against Buffalo in Week 17, would move up to the number two spot all-time in franchise history in a single season in passing yards. Dan Marino, uh, the only quarterback in franchise history to have 30 touchdown passes in a single season. Uh, Tua sits at 28. That is tied with dot, 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 Dan Marino, uh, 1988. 
was Dan Marino's fifth highest individual touchdown pass mark. Uh, Dan twice with 30 touchdowns that came in 85 and 94, 44 touchdown passes in 86. And then of course, 48 touchdown passes in 1984. So uh, there's uh, Raheem Mostert. If he plays and gets a lot of, of touches can get up into the top five in single season rushing yardage marks in franchise history. Tyreek Hill has already rewritten uh, the record book for uh, receiving yardage uh, in a season. He's up over 17 in each of the last two years. Uh, but also from a, a reception standpoint, Tyreek Hill needs eight receptions against Buffalo uh, to surpass his own franchise mark, which he set last year. He's currently tied with Jarvis Landry uh, with 112 for the uh, prior franchise record before Tyreek came in last year and posted 119 catches. So uh, some statistical significance for sure. Uh, looking at Zach Sealer needs a half sack for double digits. That's a huge number for an interior offensive lineman in today's game. Miami obviously logged him in with a contract extension before the start of the season, a very well-deserved one at that. So uh, plenty to look for for the Dolphins. Plenty to look forward to. Plenty to look forward to here on this channel. You have... Uh, crossover Thursday with Joe Marino of Locked On Bills coming up tomorrow. Joe and I do Locked On NFL scouting together. Very good friends. We had a great show. I just got done pre-recording it with him. Uh, looking forward to kind of start the conversation on Buffalo and what it looks like for Miami going into this game. So keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins. It is your team every day. Fins up. I appreciate you guys checking out the show. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.